Hello, church family and friends. Praise God. We are so delighted to be with you once again today to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. And praise God. Are you ready, saints, to get into the Word of God today? Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. His Word works, and it is an exciting time in which we live in right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, towards the end of this service today, we're going to once again receive communion together. If you want to ready yourself for that, praise God. What a delight that is to be able to do that. And I want to take this opportunity to once again, we both do, to thank you, church family and friends, for your continued faithful support to the ministry. We're so thankful and grateful, and we pray the richness, the fullness of God's blessing be upon you, your life your family, your business, and your job, Amen. wherever you may work, praise God. This is an exciting time to be living in, and God wants to bless his people in a mighty way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, as we get into the word of God, I want you to take your Bibles and let's once again turn to Luke chapter 18, and we're going to begin in verse 1, and I'll give you a moment to get there. And while you're finding your place, I want to remind you of a key text that we've been looking at in this series on prayer as we're coming up to the election here this next week. We have an awesome opportunity as Christians to stand up and be able to vote in the name of Jesus in this land. It's a great place to live in, America. Even with all the problems yes. that we have, it's still the best country in the world that we could ever live in. Mm -hmm. And you were born for such a time as this. And so were we. Yes. This is exciting. Mm -hmm. And the scriptures tell us that as we do what we can, that God puts the super on the natural. And the first thing I remind you of, and we won't look there today for time's sake, but in 1 Timothy chapter 2, we're told that as Paul told Timothy by the Holy Ghost, he told them that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we would lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. And that is what God wants to happen in this time in which we live, mm -hmm. is he wants men and women, boys and girls, here in the United States and across the world to be able to hear the name of Jesus and salvation through that name. And that's why we must get the gospel out and why your part, my part, every minister's and every saint's part in these last days is to evangelize the area where they live, their community, their region of the land in the United States or in wherever they're at around the world and let the name of Jesus be lifted high up because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Mm -hmm. And there's no name under heaven whereby men must be saved. And we have a part of this in these last days. So we're told to pray for our leaders. Why? Because if you haven't been with us, I tell you why in a very short way, that it gives God the opportunity to work his will through the leaders of this land. Mm -hmm. And the end result is that our lives are blessed. We have a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and the protection and provision of God on our life. But secondly, most importantly, the gospel can go forth. And when the gospel can go forth unhindered or in a less hindered way, 
then more people can hear this and come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. Yes. But we have to put first things first. That's, right. that's why we're talking in such depths and degree about the significance of each and every one of us praying as we should and how powerful that is when we pray in line with the Holy Writ. All right? So hopefully you found Luke chapter 18 by now. Let's go ahead. Honey, do you want to read that, sure. the first eight verses of sure. this chapter here? And then we'll start commenting on that as yes. we move today. First eight verses? Yes. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, rest, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I will. I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Father, as we look into your word today, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to lift up the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. to ask for the Holy Spirit, who's the great teacher, who's the comforter, to help us today as we look at your precious word. We thank you. Your word is true from the very beginning as it says in Psalms 100, verse 5. And we thank you today for the ability to articulate in simplistic terms what you would have us to say today and what we could grasp by the Holy Spirit as far as the truths that we need to have this day as we're gathered together in your name. Mm -hmm. We thank you for every need met in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, that beautiful section of Scripture there is apropos and very relevant to the time in which we're living in. Because if you go back into chapter 17, which remember the scriptures were divided for reference sake later on. Mm -hmm. The reference uh, references and the divisions in the word of God are not necessarily inspired. They were put there to help us to be able to find scriptures very quickly for reference. But if you go back to chapter 17, you find that he is speaking further about the same subject that he was speaking about in chapter 18, where he ended up in verse 8, where he said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Mm -hmm. Well, that almost sounds like that's out of place, but it's not in the context. That's why we have to look at the scriptures in contextual terms, all right? Who's doing the talking? Who are they talking to? And what are they talking about? And so this is a continuation of what he was talking about it from the last chapter in chapter 17. He was talking about the last days. He was talking about what was going to befall the earth. He was talking about particularly when the Son of Man was going to come mm -hmm. and that he was going to be seen in the sky from one end of heaven to the other. And that's talking about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we read about this parable, which is a fictitious story, 
but it's a true, very relevant passage here in this parable. He's telling us about a great truth here, okay? That we can explore and by the Holy Spirit, learn more and more about. So when he's talking here, he's talking about a truth here that we need to hold deeply, dearly, in the very depth of our heart. Yes. Because prayer is fellowship with God, but prayer is by all means the way that we, as the children of God, receive God's hand working in our lives here on planet Earth. That is what we're looking at here, particularly. Amen. We've been praying and talking about praying and upholding our leaders and those who will be leaders for this upcoming election. And it's so important that we vote at the polls. If you haven't already, get out there to vote. Mm -hmm. It's so important to do that. Yes. And vote, again, according to the, the platform of the individual. What do they stand for? Get past the personalities. Mm -hmm. Look at the platform. What do they endorse? What do they stand for? Yes. And mm -hmm. ask yourself, would God stand for that? If you can see in the Holy Writ, the written word of God, that God wouldn't stand for it, then we don't have any business trying to even vote for that. Amen. Okay? Mm -hmm. Always remember that. But here, back to, to Luke 18, Jesus said here, he said that men ought always to pray and to faint not. That was the whole subject under discussion. And it was a continuation, as I said a moment ago, from what he said there in chapter 17, particularly about right up to the time mm -hmm. that Jesus was going to come back. Hallelujah. And he is coming soon. Yes, he is. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. Jesus is coming soon. Mm -hmm. And you are born and living for such a time as this. There's no greater time that we could be alive on planet Earth than to usher in what I believe. I personally believe that, that Jesus is coming soon. Very soon. The Bible tells us that, but I mean, he is coming sooner than what we think. Yes, and we have to be ready. We have to live a life that's prepared, a life that's ready for whatever. And we teach this in our church family at Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin. And we are constantly, as we're looking at the scriptures, we're looking at them in an objective way that as the Bible tells us in these last days, we need to be living. We need to be living sold out for God. We need to be living full, full speed ahead, so to yes. speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as far as devoted to the things of God as a Christian, mm -hmm. because not too many <laughs> years in the future, we're going to all be in eternity. And yes. we'll all as Christians go before the judgment seat of Christ. Mm -hmm. As it's told us there in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and, and uh, brought out in other places as well, that we're going to receive a reward for what we did. Now, again, we're not saved, but by the grace of God, by faith yes. in the grace of God, Ephesians 2.8. But we have a work to do. Yes, and the head, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, cannot do the work that he wants done in these last days unless we, as the body of Christ, members in particular, mm -hmm. play our part, do our part. Yes. We can vote in America, but we can also vote <laughs> in the prayer closet also. And that's what we're talking Amen. about. Well, you know, in the purpose, uh, you see in the book of Revelation, it talks about that the devil knows he, that he has but a short time. Mm -hmm. And so look how fast this whole year has gone by. It has, hasn't it? I mean, it, it's 
it's gone by incredibly incredibly fast and i think a lot of people would want it to even go by faster you know there's a there's a lot that's taken place this year but Perhaps. i was just thinking about it the other day i thought you know here we already are almost into november i mean yeah uh within 24 hours we'll be in at, you know the first part of november and you think about okay so this year's gone by this quickly but it seems like the older you get, the faster time goes. It yeah. just seems like that. You know, as a child, it takes forever and everything. What but, a truth but that is. But now, um, that's why we have to so much more be about our father's business mm -hmm. because of that's everything exactly going right. on. And if the yep. devil knows that he hath but a short time, what about us as believers? Mm -hmm. And really, you know, <laughs> keeping our hand to the plow and not looking back and keeping our eyes exactly fixed right. on the prize, which is, the you know, the mark of the, you know, we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. He's, you know, the author and the finisher of our faith, but we really need to keep our eyes on him. Yes, and he'll we do. also keep us in perfect peace, his mind to stay on me. But I'm talking yes. about being busy, uh, you know, uh, going about our father's business. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's so how true. much more we have to every day. The devil knows his time is short. Our time is short. Yes. <laughs> the devil's time has been short for a long, long time. His outcome time. is not good, but ours is, uh, it gets brighter and brighter. Yep. It shineth more, more and more. more. <laughs> yeah. Right there in the feed, um, a Proverbs, Proverbs 4.18. Amen. The path of the just is, is that shining light. So it gets brighter and brighter. Even though the world's getting darker and everything is just tumultuous all around us. And that's to be expected, mm -hmm. not because we're faith people in that, but we're faith people in what Jesus said was already going to happen. Yes. He said, Paul said by the Spirit of God, the perilous times were going to come. Mm -hmm. That means... A slippery, treacherous times. Mm -hmm. And so it is right now in which we live here in these last days. Treacherous times. People deceiving people. Jesus talked about so much about uh, deception that was going to run rampant. Yes. He, he said the first thing out of after he was asked those questions there in Matthew 24 was let no man deceive you by any means. Let no man deceive you by any means. And it's so important that we keep our eyes on the prize. We all have a race to run. You have a race. I have a race. She has a race. Every Christian has a race uh, that's living on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to run our race and yes. run it to the fullest extent. That's why when we get a revelation of how late it is in these last days, everything we do in life is different. And it's different in this way for the Christian. We think differently we live differently, we pray differently, we serve differently, we give differently. Everything is different mm -hmm. because we know how important what we do is in the whole scheme of God's plan here yes. on planet Earth. Yes. And the final end result is to get people saved. Amen. That's why we have to get the gospel Well, out. and you know, Paul's addressing this to uh, the Corinthians there um, in Corinth, correct? Yes. All right. First Corinthians chapter nine. That's why, I'm, as you're talking about this, as we're talking about these things, I'm quickened uh, about these scriptures here. And so, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-four says, and I'll back up to verse twenty-three. And Paul's writing here, and this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker thereof with you, knowing not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. That's that's you know we're running with a purpose, right? So run that ye may be attain. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. We've got to study ourselves. This is, this is a marathon. 
this isn't just a race, it's a marathon. So we have not to, a hundred yard dash. Yeah. We we don't just, you know, give it our all and, <laughs> and then we pass out because we're so exhausted. No, we gotta steady ourselves, we gotta pace ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. And in you know, but we an incorruptible. I there I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. As you were just talking, honey, we need to run with a purpose. Mm-hmm. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that, that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should not be, or I myself should be a castaway. So again, mm-hmm. we don't just we don't just run with our you know arms flailing in the air. No, you you run with a purpose. That's right. You think about people that run. They wear you know they wear um, there's running shorts. There's running you know attire that a person has. The less weight that possible. Uh, you hear about even swimmers sometimes even shave their bodies. They want to be a sleek. They want to be. Uh, they don't want anything to exactly. hold them back, and they don't want anything to um, to slow them down in their race. That's right. And that's really important for us. We have to you know lay aside the weights that so easily beset us. But we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen. It's really important that we do so. Yes, it is. And as you bring up that scripture, and you just quoted part of that from Hebrews. I think it'd be good for us to to just touch on that for a moment here as we have time, that this race is run not in a manner, it's not supposed to be run in a manner that is inconsistent and here a little bit and there a bit, but we have to keep our eyes on the prize. Yes. The prize is one day being able to see Jesus face to face our loving, living Savior Amen. that's been raised from the yes. dead and given us eternal life, that we run this race with the full strength that we have in our heart because the time is short. Mm-hmm. He's given us life, a purpose. You have a purpose. You were not an accident. You were born with a purpose. You that's might have right. been told that you can't do this, you can't do that. You'll never be anything. Well, the truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, that we're nothing outside of Christ anyway. Mm-hmm. He turned us and changed us, transformed us from a some a nobody into being a somebody. Amen. A somebody that's in his family. Mm-hmm. A joint heir with Jesus Christ, a son or daughter of the Most High God. We're just as much as born-again Christians a child of God, a son of God, as the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Now, you might be out there today and say, well, Jesus is Jesus, but I'm me. Well, yes, but the Father sees you through him. Mm -hmm. The Father sees you through the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He sees you as a victorious, conquering son of the Most High God, his own very son. Praise God. And he's called us to go out and take total victory in him to the world, mm-hmm. to preach the everlasting gospel, to tell people what the Great Commission is, to go make disciples of all nations, not just get converts to make disciples. It takes instruction to help people to grow up in the things of God. Yes. That's why, as Paul told Timothy, he told uh, the, the, him to be strong in the grace that was in Christ Jesus and the thing, the things that were committed to him, he was commanded to take to other people that they may tell and instruct others also. All right? Yes. And so 
God wants you to be able to disciple other people, to be able to help people to learn the word of God, to take what you know and give it to them. Yes. Because that's one of the ways that we get more information and more, more illumination. Give away what you got. Amen. Because you got to make room for more. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, and, and you have that race to run. And as she was bringing out there from 1 Corinthians 9, we have to run it with a purpose in mind, an objective. Our objective is, is to be pleasing to the master. Mm-hmm. The objective that we need to, in our heart, the reason, our heart motivation needs to be that I want to please God. Yes. I want, to be, I want him to be so pleased that when he looks at you yes. and he calls you by name, says son or daughter, and names your name. He looks at you and just say, thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me with your life that you live devoted to me on earth. Yes. Because you help bring many, many people into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's why we ongoingly stress the importance of sharing your faith, talking to people, believing God Mm -hmm. for open doors, getting Get taken gospel tracks. Yes, amen. We get out literally tens of thousands of gospel tracks out of our church. Not we personally, mm-hmm. but the church family. Okay? We do it too. Yes. And lead the way in that. But it's so important to get it out on any means, media, through the printed page, whatever way. And the Bible, Jesus said the testimony of Jesus, the Bible tells us the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So there's an anointing on your testimony mm-hmm. about what Jesus has done for you. So we bring all of this particularly out. This wasn't in our notes for today, but it's important because we live in this world, but we're not of this world. Yes. You're on a mission. Yes. You're on divine assignment. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you don't realize that or never taken it serious, but you are on divine assignment. Amen. And God has commissioned all of us to get the gospel out. Amen. I'm not sure if this is where you were going, but Hebrews 12 says, It was. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. You think about people that are cheering you on, you know, people that have preceded us in the faith that have that are in heaven now, family and friends and and ancestors, you know, they're just, they're cheering us on in our fight. Yes, they our, are. You know, fighting the good fight of faith. Yes. And laying it, let, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We can see the finish line. We know what the finish line looks like. Yes. And that's where our purpose is. We're not yeah. just running a race. Well, where's your finish mm-hmm. line? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, how do you know when you're finished? No, that's right. we know where the, we know where the finish line is. And, you know, the Bible says that we know the end from the beginning. You know, God's given us a promise, a future. Yes. And then it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. Mm-hmm. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. Mm-hmm. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the fo- throne of God. Jesus finished his race. Yes, he, he did. He finished it 100%. He, mm-hmm. he accomplished everything he needed to do. And you know what? Mm-hmm. He's got the same purpose intended for each and every one of us. And part of that is running, obviously, with purpose. But a part of that is running it with uh, praying the, the effectual, fervent prayer of our prayer life. Having that effectual, having that fervent, praying with a purpose. Yes, That's part of our purpose here on earth. We're the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the head. But you, have you ever noticed 
A head can't do anything without a body. That's right. We need to be fulfilling his purpose here. Yes. And that's what that's it's, so it's beautifully entwined. It's like a tapestry. It's his will. It's it's our purpose all entwined together. Mm-hmm. What he has for each and every one of us to do. Amen. And it went on there, and we, we got into this last week, if you were with us, and if you weren't, we encourage you to go back and look at what we covered last week because we particularly brought out about praying and fainting not. Mm-hmm. We talked about Galatians 6, about sowing and reaping, sowing to the flesh versus sowing to the spirit. So our life is to be lived as sowing. Yes. We're continually giving out. Yes, We're giving eternal Amen. life to people by the printed word of God, by what the word of God says. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. That's the, com- the great commission is for all of us to do. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you, if you're out there today and you've kind of just, you know, just kind of been in that mode of just taking it easy and you've had a lot of things going on in life and lots of things going on. And we all have a lot of things going on. Children to raise, busy with work, yard, car stuff to do, all of these things. But they have a tendency to creep in and to cause us to get off track with what life is really all about. God cares about your family. God cares about you having a good job. God cares about you having food and clothing and protection and all these things. But we have to remember and we brought this up before, mm-hmm. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things are going to be added to you. Yes. They're not going to be taken from you. They're going to no. be added to you. That's Praise right. God. We take care of his business and he takes care of that, ours. That's right. And that's why a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times why Christians struggle so much is because they really haven't made their mind up to commit all to him, to do Very it with true. all of their heart. Very true. You're going to have the most rewards in doing whatever you do when you do it with all your heart. Mm -hmm. And especially it's true. When we do things in the natural, if you put all your heart, you can look at whether it's like you brought up tapestry a moment ago, or you're building a a building or a house, or you're putting together something that you're building with your hands in the garage, whatever it may be, you can, when when you look at the finished product, you can see you can when tell. there's been a lot of TLC put into oh, it. Yes. When somebody's worked hard, painstakingly, I mean, and they they went the extra mile, and the finished the results, you've got the quality there. Mm-hmm. Well, don't we want the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be so pleased with us that we, we left it all out? But we didn't leave anything in the back room. We put it all out there. And that's where he says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well, well done. Faith. Well done. Well done. It's not, well, you could have done better. You know, you did a, you kind of did a a part-time job on that. And you really, I could tell you really didn't give it your all, but well done and being faithful to what he's called us to do. Go hand in hand right there. Yes. And you, you notice there that as in Hebrews 12, honey, right after you read that scripture there, it says, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Mm. So we start fainting in our minds. And of course, when you faint, you lose momentarily, you lose consciousness. Become weak. And yes, you're in a weakened position. You're not in a position of strong defense or being on the offensive. You're in a weakened condition. Mm -hmm. And so we start fainting in our mind because we allow reason to enter in. We allow all these distractions to enter in. And I encourage you today, brother or sister, if you're out there 
if if you if you swayed away or departed as you know that you should be serving God, we encourage you right now. These elections are important, but this is not the end. Election day is going to come and That's go. Right. That's right. Somebody's going to be voted in. Hopefully, the right people. And as we continue to pray, more and more people are going to get in there that would do things God's way. Because Amen. again, Second Samuel twenty-three talks about he that ruleth over men. The last words of David must be just ruling in the fear of God. That's what God's will is to rule over men. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, election day is going to come and go, right? That's but right. we need to continue to pray. We need to continue to be in there. The, the results we want or the results we don't want, it does not matter. We're to occupy until he comes. Yes. That's why fainting, many, many times we have the, the tendency to faint and to get weak and kind of slough off in things where we don't think it's making a difference. But I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, your prayers are availing. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't see what's going on in the back room right now, because it is veiled to the natural eye, don't cast away your hope. Hope Amen. deferred maketh the heart sick. Okay? But keep your eyes on Jesus. Because yes. He is going to return for a glorious, victorious church. Yes. Amen? Amen. He's going to come back and he wants us to keep our hands to the plow, mm -hmm. to occupy in our prayer closet. So when Jesus said there, in conclusion there, in Luke 18, he said that men ought to always to pray. And he gave that parable of that widow woman that went before that unjust judge. Mm -hmm. She stayed in there until she got the answer that she was looking for. That's right. Even though that unjust judge did not fear God nor give regard to man, he said to himself, she's going to keep coming until I do something about it. Well, our heavenly father is already on go or already on ready mode to answer our prayers. Mm -hmm. And we see things not transpire sometimes in the natural as fast as we'd like, but you don't give up hope. You don't Amen. cast away your confidence in him. That's as right. it says there in Hebrews 10, it says, cast not away therefore your confidence because in due season, in due season, there's going to be a recompense. Amen. Right? Amen. And we know, Amen. most all of us know Hebrews eleven six. without faith it's impossible to please him. For him that cometh unto God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do it so with we're all seeking your heart. him. All your Put heart. all your heart in praying. 100%. Do it with everything in you. Praying, mm -hmm. serving, giving, whatever mm -hmm. it is, Amen. helping people, Yes. reaching out. It never costs the you gospel. to serve God. Yes. It always pays. It always pays. 100%. Maybe you're out there today and you'd say, pastors, I'm not right with God. I don't know that if I was to die tonight that you would that I would go to heaven. You can know that for sure. Mm -hmm. You can have a no-so experience in your salvation. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible further says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. You can have that experience today. Jesus called it the born again experience as he Amen. talked to Nicodemus in John chapter three. So if you're out there today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can invite him to come into your heart to create you anew. And he'll give you a brand new nature on the inside, but you have to invite him in. He can stand at the door and knock, but he will never come in to our life. He will not come in and Overtake our will unless we yield our will to him first and ask him in. Would you do that today? 
Why don't we pray? Bow your head. Get on your knees if you can. It's an act of submission to God. And before we pray, I want to tell you something ahead of time. This is serious. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Mm -hmm. And to receive Jesus is to receive eternal life. But it's repenting means to make a turn, to do a 180, yeah. to allow God to come in and change your life. And so this is the first step, not the last step. Okay? So just accepting Jesus is more than just getting fire insurance so you don't go to hell. It's only the beginning. To really accept him the Bible way means that this is the first step in a transformational change that God will work for the remainder of my days, mm -hmm. that I submit myself and yield myself to him and allow Jesus to become the Lord of my life in every area of my life. Amen. That's what mm -hmm. biblical Christianity teaches. Mm -hmm. Now, you might not have heard that before, but that's the way the Bible tells it it should be in our lives. So let's pray. Say that these words out of your heart after me, okay? Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Because I realize. Because I realize. That I need Jesus. That I need Jesus. As my Savior. As my Savior. So today. So today. I invite him. I invite him. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. I receive him. I receive him. As my personal Savior. As my personal Savior. I ask him. I ask him. To forgive me. To forgive me. To cleanse me. To cleanse me. Create me anew. Create me anew. On the inside. On the inside. I ask him. I ask him. According to the word of God. According to the word of God. And I believe. And I believe. That he has. That he has. Been raised from the dead. Been raised from the dead. And by his blood. And by his blood. That was shed for me. That was shed for me. It. It. Produces. Produces. Eternal life. Eternal life. In my life. In my life. When I ask him, when I ask him to come in, to come in and place faith and place faith in his spilled blood, in his spilled blood, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If that was you and you just prayed that prayer for this first time, praise God for that. We're so thrilled for you. Amen. We'd like you. You can see on the bottom of the screen, our website. You can go there, send us an email. You can write us, P.O. Box 1490, Tualatin, Oregon, 97062. You can call us, 503-692-9673. is W-O-R-D, by the way. But we'd like to hear from you because we would like to send you, free of charge, some things that will help you in your newfound walk and relationship with the Lord. We encourage you, find a local church where you can get connected with other believers, it's so important to have your own company because when you get in trouble and you have a need, you need to be able to connect with other believers that believe yes, the same amen. way. Okay? That's right. And we can help you locate a church. If you're in the uh, Oregon, uh, Portland metro area, uh, you can come to Abundant Life Family Church. We love you. Okay? Mm -hmm. But praise God, we're excited for you. Amen. And again, this is only the first start, uh, the first of the rest of your life serving Jesus, yes. okay? And you yes. need to be discipled and to begin to grow in the things of God. Read your Bible. Get a Read good, your Bible. Get a good Bible. You better believe it. A good Bible. Praise God. Amen. All right. Well, let's go ahead and receive communion together. Amen. Amen. This is a joyous time that we have together. What a privilege it is to be able to uh, break bread with you this day. First Corinthians chapter 11 tells us, we've read this 
many different times, and sometimes we just quote from it. But it's so important that we look at this once again today. Paul said to the church at Corinth, he said in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 11, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Praise God. Well, we have instructions from the scriptures about the Lord's table, as it's oftentimes referred to. The bread and the cup. The bread represents the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was broken, and the stripes put on his back for our physical healing. Mm -hmm. If you need healing in your body, or no matter what it is today, reach out by the hand of faith and say, it's mine, I take it now. I believe that I receive because it's the hand of faith that receives from God, okay? Yes, yes, amen. And the same thing, if you need forgiveness of sins, it's the hand of faith that according to 1 John 1, 9, it says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have forgiveness that we can receive after being born again and initially our sins washed away. We can receive forgiveness, mm -hmm by going to the Father in the name of Jesus and asking. So take the bread in your hand, and honey, why don't you yeah. go ahead and pray over that? Yes. And let's believe for a healing, believe for a miracle in your life today yes. if you're needing one. Yes. So Father God, we thank you for this bread that resembles and, and symbolizes what Jesus did for us, and that yes. his body was broken for us, that we could have healing for our bodies today. And yes. that, Lord, you said in your word that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did for almost 2,000, a little over 2,000 years ago is still relevant for us today. Amen. He came to the earth. Thank you, Lord. And he died and he rose again so that we could have life and have that life more abundantly. So, Father, we speak life to people's bodies today. Yes, we do. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your healing touch, your healing power working in every person's body as we eat this bread that, again, re resembles Jesus' body, broken for us, that, Father, we can say, I believe I receive healing for my body today. Yes. Because what Jesus did for me has never worn out. It's still alive and active right now. And yes. we thank you, Lord, for touching and healing every person's body. And we thank you, Lord, just by the word of knowledge, we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for healing necks, for healing spines, that they're in perfect order. And Father, yes. if any person has experienced damage in their, their spine, we thank you, Lord, for your healing power, yes. your miraculous working power in is working in their, their spines and touching and making them every whit whole. So let's go ahead and partake of this bread and say, I believe I receive my healing right now. Yes, in Jesus thank name. you, Lord, Thank for you, Lord, for what power. you've done for us yes. as we eat this bread. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for touching Every yes, person, making, every bring, making your healing power to be known in their yes, physical in bodies, Jesus no name. matter what it is, spines and everything else yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And begin to thank God that it's the healing process, the miracle has begun in your body. And begin to thank him and praise him and watch what God will do. And by all means, let us know with your praise report mm -hmm. if you've been healed today. 
Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus is the healer. Yes, he, he is. He is the miracle worker Amen. today. Yes, he is. Glory to God. As we receive this cup, Father, we thank you. We do so in a reverential, humble way, knowing that, Lord, you did for us what we could never do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we ask you right now, Father God, as we partake of this together, this cup, which represents your spilled blood, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you did give us a new beginning, that you did give us the born again experience, mm -hmm. that you did create us anew on the inside. Yes, Lord. And now we're in your family forever. Mm -hmm. And we can tell the good news forever. And as Christians, we can receive forgiveness for sins after we come into your family mm -hmm. by asking according to 1 John 1, 9. We praise you for that and want to give you thanks and glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the mighty name of Jesus. There's no name like the name of Jesus. We are so glad that you were with us today. We trust that in the days ahead, as we keep our eyes on Jesus, that we're going to see the plan of God, souls saved, our lives blessed, touched in every way, but most importantly, the gospel getting out. And as I said a moment ago, the election's going to come and it's going to go. But stay in your prayer closet. Don't faint. As Jesus said there in Matthew, uh, Luke 18, he said, men ought always to pray and to faint not. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's coming soon. So let's stay busy as workers in these last days and see the harvest come in. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, keep your eyes on the master and keep doing the works of Jesus. Amen.